Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 202, which we are recording on Friday the 13th, September 2019. (laughs) It's also a full moon here and we're also having a crazy hot heat wave for Santa Cruz. We're sitting outside right now in a strange location and it's 102 out. We have all the windows down in the car and there might be some ambient noise for which we apologize, but unavoidable today unavoidable yes the things we do <laughs> yes it is not sweater weather in santa cruz it's it is not. sweat her weather uh, yes. yes i'm already drenched yes. so blech. so in terms of what, what are you wearing what am i wearing <laughs> i will say that i put on a boxy sweater at some point this week for about 10 minutes because I was in my house and it was morning and it was still chilly and I put it on over a dress and I really liked that look. Isn't it cute? The boxy sweater over a dress. Yeah. Really, really cute. I only wore it for about 10 minutes before I realized, "Mm, don't really need that. Even though my house is a lot cooler than outside. Yes. Thank goodness. (laughs) So how about you? Have you worn anything knit this week? I've worn as little as possible to be humanly (laughs) decent this week. Yeah, a lot of linen and cotton and no wool. It's definitely not a wool week in Santa Cruz. Fair enough. Yep. So what have you been stocking? I have been stocking a couple things. I just shared with you a new sweater by a designer who is new to us. Her name is Danny Girardi. And the sweater is named Sunrise. And like I said, it's a new to me designer on Ravelry. And she does not even have much info on Ravelry, which was interesting because I couldn't even tell where she was from. She didn't have a location in her profile. And I, yeah, I couldn't tell where she was from. Hmm. But the pattern itself is a basic top-down raglan knit in fingering weight. The sample is knit in Malabrigo Machita, which is a yarn that I particularly like. It's a single ply. But the whole sweater is knit in linen stitch. Now, if you remember how much I loved the fabric of the Jessica Jones cowl, you'll know why I'm attracted to this sweater. I also like knitting linen stitch some people don't i know so some people will (laughs) just think this sounds torturous but i loved the look of the fabric because it creates such a different fabric than basic stockinette stitch i like the look of the fabric i just don't like knitting it so understand Yeah. yeah and for this sweat well any sweater any garment any knitting done in linen stitch I think it particularly changes the look of a variegated or tonal yarn into something completely different than the fabric would look knit in straight stockinette definitely so I I love that idea and this sweater she also in addition to linen stitch she faded three different colors together so start with one color faded into color number two knit for a while faded into color number three so that was very cool to me and with machita they have so many of those new speckled colorways yeah the yarn shop the swiss stitch that 
we frequent where Charlene works, they got a new shipment in recently, and there was this color I fell in love with called Poipu. Oh, that right. was a light turquoise-ish blue background with speckles yeah. of blues, and oh, it was so pretty. Yeah, so, pretty. so I'm really curious. The pattern, I think... I believe it's going to be a free pattern on Ravelry. Ooh. The pattern is not available yet. She has a placeholder set up on Ravelry with a date for a December release. Oh, wow. That's yeah. way in advance. Yeah, it is in advance. So I thought that was unusual, but a lot of people must have liked it because I saw it in the hot right now. And... As you do, you look at the designers, because she was a new-to-me designer, you look at their other designs mm -hmm. to see what else they have done. And she also has a sweater that I really liked called Entomologist, which has a lake pattern, lake, a lace pattern around the yoke. It's so hot that I want I, to jump in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I was blending lace and yoke and it came oh, out lake. lake okay that works that works <laughs> so this and the entomologist pullover sweater has lace around the yoke in a butterfly pattern and it is very reminiscent of my version of the zweig sweater because if you remember the zweig sweater by caitlin hunter it's got a lace pattern around the yoke but then also some color work patterning underneath on my version i left out the color work and just did the lace and that's what the entomologist sweater looks like it just has one panel of lace around the yoke so very similar but in this butterfly pattern it is knit in a dk weight which is different so i'm gonna have to look at it if i can work out making it in a fingering i might want to do it because it's really cute. Yeah, very, cute. very cute. The pattern had sizes ranging from 28 to 52, which wow. was a pretty good range, I felt. Yeah. It seemed more size inclusive than some patterns I have seen, but I know that a lot of designers are moving towards making their patterns more size inclusive. Finally. Yes, but this one was really cute. Entomologist. And the designer's name is Danny Girardi. And the third thing that I am stocking, again, not something I will make because this is beyond my crochet skill level, but it is a bag called the Spica Embossed Bag by Natalia Cononovo. And it's really an amazing crochet bag with these crochet stitches that do look embossed on top of the bag. Oh, it's cool. very, very cool. And it's finished so nicely. She has pictures of the fabric lining on the inside and the fabric specifications are given on the pattern page for how much fabric you need. It, the bag is big enough that it has handles that you can hold built into the fabric of the bag, but it also has a shoulder strap. Wow. But just imagine these stitches really standing out from the bag, and they look like a plant, probably some kind of botanical pattern on the outside of the bag. 
climbing up the bag. It was really cool. Caught my eye right away because I love bags, of course. And <laughs> the fabric on the inside was also beautiful. If you crochet, I think you'll really like this one. Yeah, and if you knit, knit it, if you crochet it, I want to see it. I'm I going to go too. home and look at that pattern tonight. Yeah, it's really neat. So, again, Spica Embossed Bag by Natalia Kononova. How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? I'm stocking two things. The first one, odd for me, are Stay Put Baby Mitts by the designer Jillian Neary. They are a free pattern on Ravelry that use worsted weight yarn and only 60 yards of worsted weight. So great way to use up little leftover bits of worsted. And they're basically, like they sound, they're just mitts that you put on over a baby's hands. They have a little drawstring at the wrist. So you can easily put those on if it's cold and or if your baby has nails and they're scratching themselves. Alex had Olivia in these little mitts oh, right. for a long time. Right. And I I had never done that with my kids. And I thought, huh, okay, so that makes sense. And they just seem like a great little charity knit too. I mean, they would be easy and Definitely, quick. because you don't have fingers or thumbs. Exactly. So, sorry about the ambient noise. We're going to have a couple car noises here and there. So, the other things that I'm stocking, I am stocking a new sweater that was also in hot right now today called Cowgirl. And it's by oh, another... Is it, it was very cute. Yeah. Emile Luis is her name and new to me designer. She's somewhere in Europe because it was a Euro priced pattern. And this was a fingering held together with a silk mohair lace sweater that was very simple, drop-shouldered, positive ease, little folded neck band. It looked folded anyways, and super simple pattern. Yeah. It was very pretty, mm -hmm. very loved, just one of those simple sweaters. It reminded me a lot of the No Frills sweater, which is by, I think I wrote her name down, Petite Knits. Mm -hmm. But the No Frills sweater is a raglan-shaped sweater. And Cowgirl is a drop-sleeved sweater. So they look very similar, but they do have different construction. So I was looking at that going, hmm, that's very pretty. It looked very cuddly. It did, right? <laughs> very cuddly. So I really was thinking about knitting one of the no-frill sweaters. And I'll have to think which style I prefer on my body. Do I yeah. prefer drop shoulder or do I prefer raglan? Yeah, I have had that personally personal debate often and I haven't decided. Yeah, I, like I haven't both. decided either. I like both also. And I have to say, I'd prefer to knit a raglan because then you just cast on and go. And yes, those rows do get really, really long before you <laughs> separate for sleeves. However, you don't have to knit front and back, front and back, back and forth for the fronts and the back and then join together under the arm like you would with a drop shoulder. So yeah. you don't, it, although it's top down for a drop shoulder you don't begin in the round and continue in the round throughout the whole sweater True. so there is that difference yeah. so slight difference in how they look on your body slight difference in how you knit them so that's the cowgirl sweater by emile lewis and i'm going to talk about my vacation knitting okay so i've been a little bit um over anxious about my vacation knitting which is Over ridiculous oh but almost anxious it's almost a causing me anxiety yeah which hearing is you ridiculous. talk about it i think it has been anxious i yeah. think that's the correct word yeah normally it's yeah. exciting this time i don't know why but it's a bit a little bit anxiety producing because i just want you want it to be 
I want it to be perfect. And I'm going to be gone even longer than I thought because right. I'm going to Utah. My, Mike and I are going to Utah for vacation to see Zion National Park, Bryce Nyan. <laughs> I cannot speak in the heat today. Bryce and Zion National Parks, Antelope Valley. And then we're going down to the Grand Canyon for a day before we circle back. Now, Alex invited me up to Spokane to visit them. So I get to see Alex, Josh, and Olivia. So I'm landing in the San Jose airport. Mike is leaving me. And I'm going to wait there for three hours, get on another plane, and go directly to Spokane. So I decided, why bother coming home if I can just leave the same day and don't even have to repack or anything. So three extra days, I'll be away. That means three extra days away from my stash. So... You have to have the right meeting with you. You have to plan exactly. strategically to have what you need while you're Exactly. Gone. And there will be a lot of driving time. So I will have a lot of knitting time also. So I wanted to be sure, of course. I don't know why I think I need two sweaters and a giant wrap <laughs> for eight or nine days. I would totally agree because <laughs> you need different projects. Yeah. So I've already been swatching. I already have project bags with yarn. I have a bunch of yarn I'm taking to the yarn store tomorrow to wind, and I'm going to be working on the Super Simple Summer Sweater by Hohi Locatelli. That is something I entered her fall knit along. I entered, you had to do it in advance and fill out a form, and I think they have something like 6,500 people or 6,500 wow. projects enrolled. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So... This sweater is a top-down yoke construction sweater that is striped. And Hohe did equal width stripes of two different colors. And it's in a worsted weight cotton blend yarn. And I'm going to use DK weight yarn. So I swatched, I did some gauge math, which we'll talk about later in this episode. And I'm going to knit a larger size because my gauge is tighter. So I'll cast on a larger size to get the size I want. And... Mine will be Elspeth Lavold Silky Wool. I had five skeins in stash for about nine years, eight mm -hmm. or nine years. It's been a while. And realized, oh my gosh, I can just get a couple skeins of a contrast color and my stripes won't be equal width. My pink stripes will be wider than my contrast color stripes because I don't have as much of the contrasting color, but I don't care. Still going to be super pretty. It'll work. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And it turned out when I was doing the gauge math, I realized I don't think I have enough of the contrast color. I bought two skeins on D-Stash on Ravelry mm -hmm. in a color called Sandstone, which I then wasn't able to find anyone else D-Stashing a third skein, and they don't make that color anymore. So oh. I got a third skein called White Sand, which is just different enough. So I think I'm going to do like my first contrast stripe in the lighter one of which I have two skeins mm -hmm. my second stripe in the slightly different color and mm -hmm. then my third stripe in the original color so well, it looks more cute. intentional yeah. yeah well it is intentional yes <laughs> well and I thought about it because I thought well maybe I'll just do part of the stripe in the light then some in the dark then some in the light and I thought well that's just too complicated I'm yeah. just gonna do light darker light so we'll see how it turns out yeah I think the stripes will be separated by enough pink that probably most people won't even notice you could do it as a fade within the stripes that's too. what i was considered but that's just too much work a light stripe a mixed stripe 
and then a dark story. Yeah, that's too much work. I know. So, yeah, because I considered all those things. Like, how do I of best incorporate? Of course you did, we think the same. Yeah, and that's like anxiety producing for me. It's like, why would I make the super simple summer sweater or something and more complicated? complicated. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the first thing I'm bringing to knit. The second thing I'm bringing is the Ashes Wrap by Hoagie Locatelli. And we talked about that on our last episode. It's one of her newest patterns. And it is fingering and mohair silk lace, but they're not held doubled. So there's a lace section in the mohair silk lace on either end of this rectangular wrap. And then I think in the middle is stripes of the fingering and mohair lace. And I bought myself some neighborhood fiber company loft which is their mohair silk blend i think there's a 60 percent mohair 40 percent silk but i'm not 100 certain and i got thomas circle which is a darker gray mm-hmm. little bit of tonality to it and i have a skein of yarn that our friend ann ginger gave me a long time ago that is a beautiful merino silk single ply that is dark gray with a little like super light speckles of pinks and greens and blues so it'll be just a subtle darker gray with these pretty little blips of color in the striped section so i'm super excited about casting that on and the third thing i'm bringing is the chana sweater by lisa niemannen and i'm swatching for that as we speak and i have three skeins of fingering weight yarn that i'm going to fade and holding all three doubled with a silk mohair and a natural color and the first skein is a hedgehog fiber sock which i've never used hedgehog fibers before it's called teacup and it's mostly natural and it has specks of neon pink like a light neon to dark neon pink every once in a while there's a blue speck and then there are browns it's super pretty it's super pretty. i don't know it doesn't look like a teacup to me but it doesn't to it's me either super pretty. i can kind of imagine an antique looking teacup in these colors actually i can i always I can think kind of, of imagine blue and white china teacups like wedgwood yes, yeah that kind of thing but i can imagine this too but yeah could be a floral teacup <laughs> and then my other two colors are candy skein colorways one is cherry blossom mochi which is a speckle pink and brown and then the third one is peppermint bark which is more a tonal pinks and browns so i'll be swatching this tonight and i'm really excited about how this little i think i have an inch so far it's so pretty oh my gosh it's a little bit harsh knitting in 100 degree weather with mohair (laughs) but it's not felting or you know irritating my i thought my sweaty hands would make it difficult to knit with but it's not so that is chana which is a top down or is it bottom up? Now I can't remember. A slightly cropped sweater that has three quarter length sleeves and it's just really cute. I can't wait to knit it. We would like to thank Dragonfly Fibers for sponsoring us this month. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops and this fall at Shenandoah Fiber Festival, Rhinebeck, and SAF. We'll be bringing new kits, including Soldatna by Caitlin Hunter and Stonecrop by Andrea Mowry. We'll also have our latest charity colorway, Streets of Laredo, supporting an effort to help people detained at the border and much, much more. Hope to see you at one of these great events. As always, you can find all of our yarns and fibers on our website, www.dragonflyfibers.com. 
Come and see why we say that dragonfly fibers are the colors of happiness. And what is it that you're knitting right now? I am actually knitting a hat with some leftover dragonfly fibers pixie in red bud. That's so pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that was a perfect segue to I know. What the are What we knitting? Are We Knitting mm -hmm. segment. So I Thanks, this, Dragonfly, for the nice segue. <laughs> this is actually my third reversible watch cap, which is a free pattern on the designer's blog linked from Ravelry. So the pattern name is Reversible Watch Cap, and the designer is Nancy Elizabeth Monroe. It's a ribbed hat, and it is perfect knitting for being out and about. I've had lots of events that I've had to attend this week, and this hat has come with me everywhere. Nice. <laughs> Easy peasy to knit in the round. I and don't, in the heat. I don't even have to look. And in the heat, yeah. yes. And then the second thing I have just started, second thing I am knitting that I have just started, is the Evening Dew Cardigan by Ririko. I'm so excited to Yay! be finally knitting one of this lovely designer's patterns because I have stocked probably three or four mm -hmm. of them in the past year. And the Evening Dew cardigan is one that I absolutely fell in love with, knew that I had to cast this one on soonish after I found the perfect yarn. I am using one strand of the Neighborhood Fiber Company Lace. What's the name? Masonette. Masonette Lace. And they're discontinuing. Which they are unfortunately discontinuing. And one strand of the Mohair Silk Lace from Western Sky Knits. Both are gray. The Mohair is a lighter gray. The Neighborhood Fiber Company Lace is a darker blue gray. I love the way they're looking together, and I'm so excited. I'm excited to for this you. cardigan. <laughs> I was worried that it might be slow going for me because it does have an all-over pattern. But after I knit a couple of rows of the pattern, I realized, yes, it might be slow going, but it's going to be worth it the slow going <laughs> because it is so beautiful. The fabric is turning out fuzzy and soft. I can tell that the sweater is just going to be a favorite. I've only got a few inches into it, but I it's love beautiful. that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Now evening dew is an oversized cardigan that is knit top down. I've gone through the short row shaping for the shoulders so far. And I'm going to guess that there's going to be short row shaping in a couple more places to achieve a perfect fit. I've only done a few inches, so I haven't gotten very far in at all. And I'm very excited to be knitting that one. Like Gail, I was a little worried because of this warm weather we're having that maybe it wouldn't feel good to be knitting the mohair. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if I had a whole sweater, I probably wouldn't be knitting it because <laughs> it would be really hot to have the whole sweater right now, on my yeah. lap. But like you, I only have an inch on the needles, so it's okay so far. So that was Evening Dew Cardigan by Rubico. 
So only those two things for me that I have been working on. What are you knitting, Gail? Well, before we talk about what I'm knitting, I have to go on a little bit about that red bud colorway. It is so pretty. I swear someday I'm finally going to get a sweater quantity of that because our friend Sarah, she knit the Granito, wasn't it, yeah. by Hoki Locatelli in that yeah. colorway. Oh, it's just gorgeous. The pinks <laughs> are just to die for. So I just had to comment on that colorway. And it would look so good with my skirt that I'm wearing right now. Was it this color? It might have been Save the Tatas. Oh, it was Save the Tatas. Yeah. You're right. It wasn't exactly this. But that's also beautiful pink. Also so beautiful. You yes. just can't go wrong. <laughs> so I am working feverishly on my Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli. Have I mentioned her name enough on this episode? Oh, my gosh. My second one. However, it's too hot to knit it because it's already quite long. The sleeves are already knit. It's lace and mohair silk lace held doubled, and it's just too hot to have it in my lap. So I haven't knit on it today. It was my hope that I could get, you know, another inch or two done while we recorded, but I thought there's no way I'm going to sit in 100 degrees with that sweater in my lap. No way. But it is beautiful. I'm super happy with it, and I think there is a very good chance I will have it finished before I leave for vacation. So if, if I... I'm willing to sit with it in my lap tonight, hoping that there will be a cooler breeze blowing through the house and it won't be too daunting. Then there's a chance I can get it done before vacation. If okay. not, but I'm not going to bring it because it's too big of a project to bring along with everything else. So I would like to have it finished before I leave, but if I don't, that's okay too. And that's the only thing that I'm knitting besides the swatch in my hands. Okay. And although we, it's only been a week since we last recorded, so probably <laughs> no big finishes, but have you finished anything? I have. I finished the second reversible watch cap that I was knitting on <laughs> last week. There is a squirrel right outside <gasps> the car right now. <laughs> we were in a completely different place in the time where we were last week when there was a squirrel. And while we were recording, a squirrel jumped up on the chain link fence behind my car and spread its whole belly out and laid as flat as it could on the top of on the, the metal, metal pole because the metal is cooler than everything else. And he laid there for several minutes. It was very funny. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> yes, that was funny. So I did finish my second reversible watch cap. This is the pattern that I just mentioned that was in my hands right this minute. The second hat that I knit was in a purple Malabrigo leftover. I think it was a sock. And that one I'm going to probably end up donating somewhere this winter. So all of this portable knitting that I've had to have in my hands the last couple of weeks will end up being donated somewhere so it'll do some good for someone and then the second thing that i finished that i'm so excited about and cannot try on because it's too hot <laughs> is my love note sweater Yay! by tin can knits yes it's my fourth one <laughs> Who's I'm keeping track? Going anyway. a little crazy with this pattern here, but I love, love, love this color combo that I used. It is two yarns from Western Sky Knits, a purple mohair lace, mo, mo, yeah, mohair silk lace, and a gray merino seventeen, and it's gray with purple and blue speckles. And it's the, so pretty. It's so pretty. And the Merino 17 is that super soft 17 micron Merino that I talked about last week. It's quite amazing. I have to say the color is absolutely me. 
there's it's it's perfect (laughs) yep exactly (laughs) it's a perfect me color so i will be wearing this one in salt lake city i think unless it's too warm in salt lake city when stitches rolls around the first week of october oh they have to have ac inside the convention center you'd hope i would think inside i don't know about outside in october i think it's I think it could be variable. So I may get to wear it. It may be too hot. Yeah, that's true because Stitches West is often a little more variable. Yeah, Yeah. we can't often wear our sweaters inside. Exactly, exactly. So Love Note is a pattern by Tin Can Knits. Incidentally, I just got an email from Tin Can Knits today that they sent out to everybody that had purchased the pattern that there was a pattern update today that they had expanded the size offerings of yeah. this sweater. Nice. So that's good news if perhaps you have been waiting for Tin Can Knits to add additional sizes to this sweater. They usually have a really good size range. They usually to start have a good too, range. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 I'm glad to hear that. So another designer that is thinking about inclusive sizing, a very good thing. Yep. And what have you finished, Gail? Well, considering it's only been a week, I'm very <laughs> impressed with this because I also have finished two hats. So I was working on a stash-busting Helix hat the last time we recorded, which I finished that same night. And then I cast on and finished another one because that's how fast they are to knit. They're DK weight hats knit from the brim up. They are super simple. You knit the brim in one color and then you start joining you join two other contrast colors and you knit them helically so that you have helical stripes without a join. So often when you knit in two colors or more, there's a specific place where you join the yarn that causes a little jog in the color stripes. So you can see where the stripes are meeting. And on the inside of the work, there's a line which For some people, depending on what you're knitting, that could be uncomfortable, especially if it's a sock, for example. So this method of knitting, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, is used in the Stash Busting Helix hat, and it's awesome. So I've now knit three of them. They're all super cool colors. It used up all of the DK weight scraps that we had, except... Wow, what a win. A total win, (laughs) except for our non-superwash. So I kept those separate from both the crocheted blanket and the hats, and I brought, in, I brought those yarns tonight to cast on and knit when I'm done with my swatch. Mm-hmm. So I will do another nice. one in our non-superwash yarns. And I can't recommend that pattern highly enough. It's free on Ravelry. It's by Jessica Rose, who is one of the two awesome podcasters of the Double Knits podcast. And I also finished my Maypop hoodie, which was my second Colors of Fall entry. So Charlene and I each knit one for the Colors of Fall knit along. And I finished mine. It's a pattern by Susanna Winter. And it's a top-down hoodie. You start with the hood. There is interesting short row shaping for the hood. And there, it's a big, big roomy hood. So if you have a lot of hair, like Charlene and I do, it's very nice because it's going to cover all your hair. Yeah, that's very true. Very handy. And let's see, there is a lace motif that runs down the center of the hood, down the center back of the sweater. And then a similar lace motif runs along both 
button bands on the front of the sweater. And the buttons are optional, as is the I-cord slash belt of the sweater, which Charlene knit. I'm going to knit a different belt. I have enough yarn left over that I think I'm going to do like a double knit belt or something oh. that won't stretch out as much. Yeah, yeah. So I'm think I don't know how to double knit, so I'm going to have to look up a pattern and figure out how to do that. But I don't think it could be that difficult. And let's see. I also wanted to tell you that this is a raglan shaped sweater, and there is a lot of knitting in this sweater, but it's going to be worth it. I even tried it on in the heat today because I just <laughs> finished it last night, and I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's finished with a garter stitch hem, which I love the look of that yeah, on sweaters. I think nice. it looks so neat and tidy. And for some reason, I like it better even than ribbing. And overall, I would say it was a pretty simple knit. You do have to keep track of three lace motifs while you're knitting, but they are not difficult to keep track of. And are they written out as well as charted? I can't remember now. I they looked are. at charts. So they are both charted are. and written out. Yeah. I used the charts and she does have one page of the pattern where all the charts are there at the same time so that you can, you don't have to look at multiple pages of your pattern. They were pretty small. So I decided not to try to read those. Instead, what I did is I folded the pages of the pattern that had the back motif and then the pages that had the front motifs. I folded them in such a way that I could paper clip them together onto the front of my pattern so I could always see all three pattern repeats at the same time. I did similar. I cut uh, one page, so I cut one part that I needed from one page and then taped it onto the other page yep. so I could see all at the same time as well. <laughs> so uh, different ways of making it work. We had make it work moments because nobody likes to flip back and forth yeah. in a pattern while we're knitting. Right. And overall... I would, I would say it was an easy to medium knit for me. I think if you're a brand new knitter, it might be a little daunting because of the sheer amount of knitting because it is a fingering weight, light fingering weight sweater. She used Meadow by Fiber Company, I believe, which is either a light fingering or a heavy lace. And I used Woolmai's Lace Garn, which is a heavy lace. And those skeins are about 1,750 yards. And I'd say I used... I haven't weighed it, but I probably used thirteen to fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, I think I used about thirteen hundred. I can't remember. Then I probably then I used exactly. more than that. Exactly, it was a lot of yarn because the hood alone. The was hood alone was a lot of knitting. One of my balls of coast, and those are three hundred and. 30, yeah. 350 and they seem like they're yards. never going to end. When they you're do. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the skein of yarn is never I going to end. I could not believe how long that first ball of yarn seemed to so last. So funny. Yeah. So the other design feature I wanted to mention is that the front button band edges are finished with an I-cord that you knit while you're knitting the sweater back and forth. So there is no finishing work that you have to do. You're doing your buttonholes and all the finishing work while you're knitting the sweater. So when you're done, all you have to do is weave in ends, block, and then sew on buttons. We had intended to go button shopping tonight, but we ran out of time and it was going to be a million degrees hot. in that knitting. We have our local yarn, our local fabric store has an excellent button selection, 
but they don't have air conditioning like most <laughs> of the places in Santa Cruz because we don't usually we have don't weather usually like this. have weather like this. So most places are not air conditioned. It's an aberration, definitely. Yeah. But I do know that at the fabric store, I have been there many times in the summer when they have the doors open and big fans going just to try to get some air circulating. So. Yeah, when I did my sewing class a couple oh, years ago yeah. there, it was in the evenings and it was hot, hot. in that building. Yeah. So if you're ever in Santa Cruz though, Hearts is the name, H-A-R-T-S, of our local fabric store. And it's fantastic if you are a seamstress. There is a lot of beautiful fabric there. It makes me want to sew every time I go in <laughs> yeah, there. definitely. So that's pretty much the only finishing work. I think I probably will end up doing a grow grain ribbon on the button band because it's the, the yarn itself is so fine that I can see that getting stretched, but we'll see. I might be too lazy, <laughs> <laughs> but overall I loved the pattern. It was very easy to follow and I loved the yarn too. I love the Woolmise lace garn and the color is just gorgeous. So I'm really happy with my finished Maypop hoodie. Win-win. Win-win. Welcome to School of Knit. <laughs> it reminds me totally of those little School of Rock commercials. Oh, yes. Schoolhouse Rock. That's Schoolhouse what Rock, yeah. yeah. Today we'd like to mention a few simple tips and tricks. That came out of our tips that and tricks. That came from our tips and tricks thread say that five times faster than yes i was trying to make sure that i said that correctly slowly and correctly tips and tricks the first one is tips for trying on whips <laughs> tips for whips tips for trying on works in progress a lot of people have mentioned that they just aren't sure and of course, if you're new to knitting, it's something that often more experienced knitters take for granted. I, I have to say, I probably haven't thought about specifically mentioning this as a tip because as a more experienced knitter, it's just, it's, it comes naturally to me. But if you have, for example, a top down sweater, on the needles and you want to try it on, how do you try it on without having the fabric all bunched around your needle? Or if it's a pullover, how do you try it on when you can't get that maybe 24 or 36 inch needle over your arms and shoulders? <laughs> yeah. Or making the mistake I did and trying on a cardigan with the needle, the stitches all bunched up on the needle and thinking um, I had a different length than I really had. Yeah. It's very misleading. And Don't then, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what Gail and I often do is we'll have another needle available of the same needle size, perhaps the same length or even a longer length if you have that available. And we'll knit half of our stitches onto a second needle and then cap the needles or put stoppers if you have interchangeables and you're removing the needle you can put the interchangeable stoppers or you just put stitch whole stitch needle caps needle caps yeah explain what those are for people who may not know just a little plastic something that goes over the needle point to keep your stitches from falling off imagine 
sticking your knitting needle into a cork or a piece of sponge. It's that's all it is. But they're made so that they won't pop off easily like it might if you used a piece of sponge. And once you have that cap in place, you're less likely to lose stitches off of your needles. If you have interchangeables and you screw on the little ends, then you're pretty well assured that you're not going to lose stitches unless, of course, those become unscrewed. But once you have half your stitches on another needle or stitch holder, you can also thread them through scrap yarn. But if you put it onto another needle, then you can pretty much keep knitting instead of removing them onto a piece of scrap yarn and then having to put them on another needle after you try on. Once you have it on the two needles, then you can try it on. Yeah, I'm kind of lazy, and if it comes to a point where I have to try on my sweater, I usually use waste yarn. So you're basically taking a tapestry needle with waste yarn and running that through every stitch as it comes off of your needle so that it's holding the stitches for you, and then you can stretch that yarn out, get a, a piece of waste yarn that's long enough for the circumference of what you're trying to try on, and then trying it on like that. But at that point, my needle is completely out of my knitting. So it means I have to stop knitting. I have to put the sweater on waist yarn. I have to try it on. And then I have to put the sweater back on the needles. Well, knitting it onto two needles, two circular needles that are long is much better because then you don't have to take that so long of extra time. It's not like it takes that long, but it's just like, oh, now I'm not knitting. So now I don't want to do it. Right. Right. So that's a good tip. And I was also going to mention that the needle tips that you can, the little stoppers Charlene was talking about, you can find those at most local yarn stores. Mm -hmm. Like the Clover brand has them. And they're, I've, I have several that are just like little rubber bits that almost look like the eraser end of a pencil, only they're a little longer. You just pop those on your needles. And I use them for all different reasons, not just trying things on, but when you're sticking your knitting back into your project bag, for example. So when you pull it back out, your needles don't come off of your, or your stitches don't come right. off your needles. Right. They're really handy little accessories to have. I have them scattered all over different project notions pouches. Yeah. And you can use, I've seen some people put rubber bands on the tips of their needles. Oh, that's I, clever. Yeah. It, in case of emergency mm -hmm. or in case you don't have something, rubber bands won't always work because sometimes your stitches can work their way over them. Yeah. They probably won't, but... Not foolproof. But yeah. But in, in a pinch. In, in a pinch. Exactly. There's also something called Try It On Tubing, which is available from a seller on Etsy. And what that looks like is clear plastic tubing that you see used on aquarium air pumps that's what it always reminds yeah, me of yeah. aquarium air pump tubing and this is made to put the tubing over the end of your needle tip and allow you to slide the stitches onto the tubing i some people have had great success with that i haven't always had great success with it I have one of those tubes and I never use it. I think I tried it and then I never went back to it. 
So. Yeah, I have a similar thing, and again, it's a clover accessory that has one end is a really skinny metal tip, similar to a knitting needle, only mm-hmm. much thinner. I have one of those too. Yeah, and then yeah. the rest of it is just plastic, very flexy plastic mm-hmm. cable, like a knitting needle circular cable join. And then on one end, it has a little ball so that your stitches don't just slide off the end. And you just slip that. It's like using waste yarn with a tapestry needle, only yeah. it's one piece. So I often use that also. And it was, I don't know, like $3 or $4 yeah, or something. I forget what those are called, but I believe Clover makes them in two sizes. Yes, they do. And I think it's the needle size, not the length. Oh, is, is it? I don't know. Now that I think about it, why would it be a needle size? I'm not sure. Yeah, and I'm not sure, but I know that there are at least two sizes of that because I've seen them. So those are all good ideas. And then also interchangeable needles and cables. So often if you buy an interchangeable needle set, it comes with cables that are different lengths. Often it's like 16, 24, and 32 inch lengths, or maybe even longer. So another thing you can do is just screw a needle tip onto one end of one of those cables, put half of your stitches onto that, and then put a needle cap on the other end of that cable so that your stitches don't come off, and you could try it on that way too. Exactly. So interchangeable needles have a lot of handy uses that aren't just for knitting. They do. If you're knitting a piece that's made, if you're knitting a garment that's made in pieces and you want to try it on, that's harder because you have to pin them together or use clips. There are little clips that you can purchase to pin, I say pin, but to clip pieces Mm -hmm. together. And what they look like is the little butterfly clips that people sometimes put in their hair. And if you go to the dollar store, you can often get little tiny clips on a card for maybe a dozen for a dollar. Mm -hmm. And you can use those clips to hold your knitting pieces together. Now, it's more difficult because if you're knitting in pieces, chances are you're going to have two fronts done and then maybe you're pinning it to the back or you're going to have your back and one front done. So you're going to have a good portion of your knitting already done before you get to a place where you can try it on. But you can clip the pieces together with these little clips, hair clips, whatever you use. You could use straight pins, safety pins even, and clip it on, clip the pieces together and try it on. You just have to remember to try to clip in the same place. So if you're going to clip a half, or if you're going to sew your seam a half stitch a half stitch in or one stitch in you want to put your pins in the same spot so you get roughly the same fit you can also use a piece of yarn and roughly baste your pieces together basting is a sewing term and basting stitches are long stitches probably at least an inch long so that when you baste a sweater together you're using big long stitches so you can sew your seam very quickly you're not worried about getting it exact as you would if you were permanently sewing the pieces together because this is just for try on but you don't even have to tie knots or anything. A lot of times when I have basted pieces together, I'll just leave a long tail. 
mm-hmm. um, at both ends of the seam. But you can baste the pieces together and then try it on as well. So that was a lot of different ways to try on your whips. Yeah. Hopefully they were all cohesive and <laughs> made sense. And some of the other tips from that thread, there's one for helical knitting. So I mentioned the stash busting helix hat that I'm knitting. This is a te- technique for if you're jo- working with two colors that change in a specific location of your knitting. So think about if you're knitting something in the round, it could be a sweater, a sock, a mitt, a hat, and you have your end of round marker, and that's where you always change your color. So typically you drop one color, you twist the yarn underneath as you're joining your second color, and that prevents a hole, but it also gives that tiny jog in the lines of your stripes. So there's this little visual indication of where you're changing colors. And on the inside, like I mentioned earlier, there's a line. It's not a huge line or anything. It's not a huge seam, but it would rub your skin. So for example, if it's a mitt or a sock, it might be uncomfortable. Helical knitting is a way to stripe your yarns and change your colors without having any visual effect on the inside of the knitting or the outside of the knitting. So basically, there are lots of tutorials about this. And the one that I found that I thought was the best was by Kay Gardner who is from Mason Dixon Knitting, very well-known knitting resource. They have books and everything. And she has about a seven minute tutorial. He will provide links. And the way you do it is on your first round, three stitches before your end of the round marker, you change colors. So you just take the new color, join it in. Then on every subsequent round, three stitches before the color change, you change. So if you're using red and black yarn, first round you're knitting in red, three stitches before you change, you join your black. Next round, three stitches before, three stitches, let's see, then you have your red, three stitches before you see the red again, you drop the black and change the red. So she described it as you're always chasing the stitches as you work around in the circle. It stacks stitches on top of each other in a helical fashion so you don't have that abrupt change. So it's a pretty cool technique. Also, if you're alternating skeins for hand-dyed yarns, so we've talked about this many times on the podcast where hand-dyed yarns, you often have enough variation in skeins that some people like to alternate skeins as they knit instead of just knit one skein then sudden join to the second skein and sometimes you can see that change in your knitting your overall sweater so this is a great way to alternate skeins when you're knitting in addition to just knitting in the round with multiple colors and i wanted to add that i use that technique i use a similar technique to that when i am knitting on double pointed needles a lot of people complain that when they knit on double pointed needles, they get the gap between needles. Often called a ladder. The ladder, yeah. yes. So a lot of times when I am knitting, if I'm just going around and around, for example, a sock, I will change the place where the ladder would be between each round. For example, I'm knitting round one, I'll knit one extra stitch at the beginning. I'll go one stitch further onto that double pointed needle. Then next time I come around, I'll knit one extra stitch again. And it means that you continually have to knit one extra stitch, which can slow you down a little bit. 
And I probably don't do it every single round, but I may do it every couple of rounds so that I am continually moving the place where that laddering would occur so that I don't have a line of demarcation on my sock. Yep. Same idea, different technique. And Kay Gardner does talk about doing it on double pointed needles as well in her tutorial. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot. And thank you, Robbie, for that tip, which you put in the tips and tricks thread. All right. So we have two other tips that came out of the thread. This one is thanks to Winnie, who is QT Mousy on Ravelry. Gauge math. So someone put the question in the tips and tricks thread about what to do when your gauge doesn't match the pattern gauge, which we've talked about many times on the podcast. And there is a PDF reference doc out there for free by Ann Bud. And Ann Bud is a very well-known knitter who has lots of great books on essential sweater patterns and essential sock patterns. She has lots of designs on Ravelry and she also teaches. Yeah, she's a great resource. She has lots of books. And this particular PDF walks you through the math you need to know how many stitches to cast on for the pattern you want if your gauge differs. And I use this gauge math when I swatch for the super simple summer sweater because my yarn is a lighter yarn than what's called for in the pattern my gauge was tighter and I wanted to use that yarn. I didn't want to use swatch with something else. So I had to figure out, okay, if my gauge is tighter than the pattern gauge, how many stitches do I need to cast on? So what size should I knit? So after doing the gauge math, which is really easy from this worksheet, I knew what size to cast on. Cool. So we'll link to that because it's a really great resource. And if you start to use it and have any questions, pop them in that thread because there are lots of people who understand math way better than I do, like (laughs) Robbie, and they will help walk you through that process. So I will link to that. And then the last one is also thanks to Robbie, our moderator, Boxy Sweater Gal. This one is a trick for when you cast on to knit in the round to not twist your stitches. So many of us have made this mistake. You cast on a hundred stitches for a hat, for example, to knit in the round. And then when you join to knit in the round, you somewhere accidentally have twisted the stitches around your needle. So when you join, you have a Mobius. Instead, so disappointing. <laughs> it's such a bummer, especially when you've cast on a lot of yeah. stitches and everyone I think has done it. Mm-hmm. And it's usually when you're getting really cocky and you think, oh, I've been knitting for years and I've never done that. And then all of a sudden you do it. Yep. So Robbie heard this trick from the sock therapist who is Patty Joy. And what she did is she took a sturdy ribbon, so a pretty solid ribbon. She put either, you can do this with safety pins or you can do it with those little stitch markers that are safety pins without the little catch in them. Mm-hmm. Coilless safety, coil safety pins. Or those stitch markers that are shaped like little lanterns or light bulbs. The plastic ones. Yes, you can do this with a number of different stitch markers. So what you do is you take that ribbon and then you attach the safety pin, stitch marker, whatever, at regular intervals along the ribbon. And then as you cast on your work, like every regular interval, say every 20 stitches, you put your needle through one of those safety pins. Then you cast on another 20, you put it through, blah, blah, blah. So as you cast on, this ribbon is dangling from your needle and your stitches. 
So you have a flat ribbon so that when you join to knit in the round, you know your work isn't twisted. You because just give it a little tug and yep, everything will align. Everything will align. Interesting. Very interesting, very clever technique. And especially if you're casting on a lot of stitches, it could save a lot of heartache. Robbie did point out that you still have the possibility of twisting your cast on at the at tips the of your needle. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be careful that where you're actually joining those first, the stitch from the right needle and the stitch from the left needle, those can be twisted still. So you have to be careful not to twist those two stitches, but all the other stitches on your needle should be aligned because of that ribbon curtain. Nice. Yeah. So pretty nice. cool tip. Thanks, yes. Robbie. And thanks, Patty. So those were the tips and tricks for School of Knit this episode. We don't have a Colors of Fall update, but next episode will be the Colors of Fall wrap-up because it will be after the 23rd of September. So yeah. you have until midnight on the 23rd midnight, California. That's called Pacific time in the real world, <laughs> not just California time. So... You know, that's assuming one of us actually closes the thread at midnight, but we'll, we'll close the remember, thread. Yes. And once we've pulled for prizes, which I'll try to do very quickly after closing the thread, we will then reopen the thread so that anyone who finishes after the 23rd can still post their yeah. finished object because we'd love to see your outfits, yeah. whether you care about prizes or not. Yeah. So I think that's it for our I think very that's hot it. day. We're going to have a little bit of a longer break between this and the next episode because we recorded a little bit early because of travel schedules. Yeah, it'll be so invisible will, to you guys. It will you be invisible, know. right. Yeah. So we will see you in a few weeks. Until then, stay cool and happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.